everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show on Homeworkies Podcast where we talk about and just like that and sex in the city. And uh, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> even if the show sometimes isn't. And I've got Rachel Wagner. <laughs> Jax is here. Hello. Yeah, you're, uh, we always have a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> and this show, I mean, it started out kind of a mixed bag. And then I feel like it's just, consistently gotten worse and worse and worse <laughs> you, you know you know where I differ on that is that the parts for me to keep getting better keep getting better and better and then the parts that keep getting worse this episode hit peak like for me the things that I really have liked and loved and peak cringe yeah it was it's a weird <laughs> dichotomy that weird that yeah episode eight was for me it was yeah yeah and as we always say that this is a mature podcast so if this is a mature show if that's not your jam we've got tons of other content on Hallmarkies pod and at Rachel's Reviews, you can listen to that is family-friendly and uh, safe for work and all that fun stuff. So this one, especially this episode. Uh, <laughs> Rachel says as the Charlotte. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> of this duo. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's a little summary. is just after coming clean to Che, Miranda considers a life-altering decision. Carrie tries to learn more about her mysterious neighbor. Yes. So I actually, again, really loved the Charlotte parts, even though it was kind of scandalous, I guess. I just thought, I just love them. I think they're the best. And I loved her whole, everything with Lily, I thought was great. And I loved seeing Carrie with Lily. I thought that was really fun, that dynamic. And uh, yeah, they were the best again, once again. Uh 100% 100% echo those sentiments. I think Lily is an absolute darling. I was laughing so hard at how similar she is to her mother when she fessed up about her Finsta, that it was 13 of her closest friends and that Colin is one of her friend's little brothers, which made me laugh so hard because I'm worried, is Colin a sexual predator? <laughs> is she is she too young actually to be expressing herself in this way? And when you realize she's just showing her workout where to all her girlfriends and that Colin, who's probably 11 and raging with hormones, is just like, hot because that's what yeah. you think he's supposed to say that just had me rolling yeah it was really good calling 55 <laughs> <laughs> that was really good uh so yeah this episode h-a-w-w-t-t-t no he was 11 come on right um so this episode is called bewitched bothered bewildered from the classic song and uh, well, so were you bothered and bewildered by this episode? <laughs> well, I was. I was, but not in the way I think the writers thought I would. <laughs> yes. So it starts out at the very beginning making no sense. So so Miranda is at this rally, this uh, equality rally with Jay speaking, and she sees Brady and she starts to hide and leaves the rally because she sees Brady and that doesn't make any sense Brady on in no way would think that her mother in attendance at the rally would mean that she was in a relationship with Che like he'd just think oh my mom's at this equality rally okay like what it made no sense yeah actually I think if anything if he saw her he would say to his girlfriend Louisa my mom's here. That's so cool. We must be getting through to her or something. Yeah. Like, there, there's no reality where yeah. he would immediately jump to, oh, my mom's in a relationship with this woman speaking. Can I also say that there's no reality in that Che, who is a professional and does all these speaking engagements all the time, yeah. 
would look so heartbroken visibly on stage to watch Miranda scuttling out. Like that yeah. also made no sense. Like you, I mean, you couldn't be more correct when I was trying to temper my laughter when you said it starts off making no sense. I mean, and then it just made less sense the more we watched. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Shay just assumed that her and that Miranda is in an open marriage. Why would you just assume that? That makes no sense. Of course you would ask, you would talk about it. I mean, if you'd been in it, so supposedly it's been three weeks that she's been in this relationship and you never asked the question, like you, that doesn't make sense either. This is not a, this is a mature person. They, they are a, you know, what is she supposed to be? At least 40, I think. Jay? Yeah, I, I also think that you can, here's where, yes, where I started having all sorts of problems with the writing, frankly, with, with the acting, which is rare for me, uh, with actors of this caliber, with everything. Um, it was in a way less strange that there was the assumption of the open marriage. I mean, I agree with you. I think that there would have been a conversation, even if it was a, hey, you're open with your husband, right? Still a strange assumption, but whatever. Yeah. But then when Che was so hurt, I thought right. that didn't make sense for Che at all. Yeah. Like, I think you can say something like, oh, you probably need to figure this out because that's not really very cool or fair to your husband. But instead, the level of hurt was not just like, oh, this is a mess, let's circle back. It was this deep hurt and the proclamation of love. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes, that was completely unbelievable when, uh, she says that she's in love with Miranda. Come on. I mean, I, I just have to believe, did they, did the writers think that we're swooning about this? Do they think, oh, this is so romantic, you know, like what? Come on. They have no chemistry uh, as a couple. And, and, and we haven't even really gotten to see them being like, aside from, I guess people might consider the scene in the kitchen intimate, but we, we haven't really had a chance to see them like share any real, like real thoughtful conversations or moments, you know, where you can get like invested in this couple. Uh, you haven't had anything uh, really. I mean, it's all been just sort of sex and, um, and that's it, I guess. I mean, and it's exciting for Miranda, but nothing, just especially from Che, for them to say that uh, they're in love with Miranda makes no sense. Yeah. And it felt to me like being in a college acting class where they were like, we're going to give you a good scene for scene study to really chew on, get upset about the fact that you're both in love. It was like this scene, yeah. again, made no sense, but they were like, we're really going to feel it. And that to me, with this caliber of actors, is mind boggling that that was in there. Just the whole thing it didn't feel based in any reality. It, it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't get it at all. Yeah. And even Rachel, to your point about the sex, we haven't even seen a ton of that either. So it's like, yeah. And I don't one know. One we what... saw was like super awkward because it was in Carrie's apartment and Carrie was wetting herself on the bed in the next room. <laughs> So that's not like sexy. It's being a bad friend and being mean. And I don't know. It's just bad. Yeah. The, the closest we got to actual 
sexual chemistry between them was the original um, uh, shoddy. Yeah. 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 Which was like, I actually thought that was pretty sexy. Um, But it came out of nowhere. So that hurt it as far as their, their chemistry as a couple. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's weird. But uh, we also, so we have Carrie, she is selling her clothes and she has Lily there helping her organize her clothes, which I just loved that because that's something I can definitely relate to since I don't have any children, but I have nieces and friends and, you know, that kind of a thing that uh, I would love to have that kind of a bond, you know, with, uh, you know, whether it's girls at church or, you know, just that you hope, hope that you can develop a relationship and be a mentor kind of, or at least just a friend. I I love that you're saying that Rachel, because that's also something that I really relate to. And I feel really lucky that I have that with a few of the kids I used to babysit for because I, I don't have kids. I don't really plan on having kids. And something I liked about the scene when um, Charlotte called when Lily was there. I thought Carrie did a really good job of respecting the mother-daughter bond while still being there. Like she didn't hide that Lily was there. Yeah. But she knew that Lily knows that's a safe place for her to go, but also that Carrie is not going to lie to her mom. And I feel like that's a really cool thing too. Uh, well, and Charlotte even acknowledged it too. And she said, I think that'd be a, for you to have a sleepover, you know, and, and give us a little space for a night. I thought that was nice too, that Charlotte recognized that there wasn't any kind of jealousy or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you buy that Carrie would be so thrown off by this stoop noise I mean, she's lived in New York for all of these years and New York, it's like living in a fire station anywhere in New York, hear all the the noise. I mean, I just find it a little hard to believe that like a loud laugh would be that bothersome for somebody who's a, an experienced New Yorker. Okay. So I'm not bothered by noise at all. So it's hard for me to relate to, but what I will say is I have a group text with um, five of my close friends in New York because one time, three years ago, we were watching Hocus Pocus on my deck. Um, We were laughing. It was 9.30 p.m. Uh, Nothing crazy. I don't even think we were drinking. Like, it was a very tame party with a bunch of early 30-somethings watching Hocus Pocus. So yes, was it a little loud or whatever? Our neighbor, who is actually a, at the time, is actually a screenwriter and single. So like kind of a carry vibe. Yeah. Started doing all this weird stuff, like playing loud bagpipe music. And one of our friends said to us, oh, is she annoyed? Is this like a passive aggressive attempt to get us to be quiet? And I said, no, she's a writer. Maybe she's just writing something and getting into character. Finally, about 40 minutes later, she screamed at the top of of her lungs that she needed us to be quiet. She's like, what is it? Coachella over there? And we were all flabbergasted this is before midnight this is at like 10 o'clock yeah this is well to be fair at this point it was probably more like 10 30 but we hadn't finished the movie halloween weekend not that loud and she screamed about it being coachella and i thought it was an interesting dynamic of we discussed later that we felt horrible but also it's like, did she feel left out or was she annoyed? Like all of this was sort of swirling. So while I normally would agree with you after that experience, it, it felt really funny watching this and then Carrie feeling so uncool after. Yeah. 
because I mean, I felt like that's part of the charm of living in New York is sort of the noise on the stoop and the, the sirens going by and, you know, sort of the bustle of the city. That's exactly how I feel too. So it's, it's not relatable for me, but I did love how she had that moment and then felt like she needed to justify it by being like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, I was awake. I was just writing because I'm a writer. I'm cool. I'm young. I'm hip. Don't call me ma'am kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And then she's bringing brownies and stuff. I don't really understand the whole thing with the neighbor's boyfriend because it seems like, oh, are they setting up as some kind of a love interest for Carrie, you know, that she sees him naked and everything. And, but then he's like beating or they're fighting, or it seems like he's not a good guy. So I don't really understand what's going on there, what they're trying to do. Yeah. I am going to say again, out of this duo here, I'm much more the, I'm the the Carrie. So Uh I don't want to sound too prudish I I didn't need to see that man's wee wee I love seeing the female form on tv like I I enjoy a bit of um female nudity every now and then I'm sorry man it was it was it felt jarring in the moment I actually went (laughs) oh I mean, I, I'm well known that I enjoy a little spice and sometimes I get frustrated that there's such a lack of intimacy in most of the things that we cover. It's like, oh my gosh, just kiss for goodness sakes. Like I'm so tired of this, but, uh, but it just, I, it should be, it should feel if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see that, I feel like it should be sexy and I should be into it. It shouldn't feel just like random and like what? Then it does nothing for me. And I don't know. I just feel like if they are going to, if there's going to be some kind of relationship, then it should, then why is he being portrayed as this jerk? And is it, I don't know. I just felt like, why did we, why did that, why was that there? It made no kind of no sense to the story. I felt like, you know, what I sort of wrote it off as later was that it was just a way for Carrie and her downstairs neighbor to have this bond, which we didn't need to see his, you know, winking willy otherwise. I mean, I do want to be clear though. This man, I thought it was sexy getting to see his, the rest of his body. Just the- We should, if you're listening, should we have a uh, comments for what we should winking willy? what should be our euphemism <laughs> yes uh, um, but anyway I just felt we're, like we're, yeah let us know what we should call it going forward <laughs> yeah if they were gonna if they are going to to do some kind of relationship with Carrie and this guy then it seems like a weird thing to make him so mean and unlikable so I guess they're not so it was just kind of to make Carrie feel old which we've done plenty of this season <laughs> I mean, good grief. <laughs> so I like that you're like, it enough. Justice for Carrie, please. Yeah. Give us justice. Uh, so she starts out with a blue skirt and then this white long sleeve top that says I love Central on it, which was pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, and then she's wearing like this gray kind of house dress. <laughs> I don't know what else you'd call it with a white with that white shirt underneath. Um, she calls the podcast guy uh, for advice about the neighbors. That was a kind of a funny scene, I thought. And he's got his girlfriend Smoke there, who's a clothes designer. Carrie is so wildly surprised by the fact that. Uh, Jackie has a girlfriend yeah it's like yeah he's got a whole life going I think right well we already know he had like a relationship with Ali Stroker yeah you know that's definitely so (laughs) it would have been kind of funny if she had called Anthony then I feel like that he would have been funny given some funny advice yeah and it would have been a great way to 
make him be a part of this episode, which I thought he could yeah, have been yeah. a fun addition with. Also, even with Charlotte, he could have been fun in this. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. (laughs) So Charlotte gives Harry an exercise ring to track his exercise. I mean, and it makes sense because, I mean, Biggs just died of a heart attack. Of course, she's going to be especially worried about Harry. And so then he makes her like propose and then he's wants her to give him a BJ as we, I guess we'll say, we'll call it that. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I love, we, we can, we can call space page. Just like, (laughs) just like Charlotte does call. I mean, she calls (laughs) Harry's penis a penis. There's no feasibility (laughs) there. So, I mean, (laughs) well, hopefully we don't get demonetized for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but anyway and so then lily steps in and sees and of course charlotte is horrified as you would be i, I can't think of anybody that would just be like oh i'm so glad that my child <laughs> i don't know and uh and so then she's concerned she she decides to have a lunch with lily where they talk about where they talk about sex and what was going on. And, and I really liked Charlotte has this purple shirt and this black flower skirt. Uh, when she talks to Lily, I think almost every single one of Charlotte's outfits have had some kind of flowers of some kind on them. Almost yeah, I thought, I thought Charlotte looked darling in the scene and I thought Lily looked adorable in her little like polo shirt type outfit and I it, they're, they're yeah, both just that was cute darling in this and so Charlotte finds out that Lily has this fitzagram account where she's in flirty fitness wear and yeah and she has a comment from from Colin five five and of course Charlotte is horrified and I think that she's right to be concerned because there is just so much toxicity, especially for young girls that I think any parent would be concerned. Uh, but it, it was, it was a pretty funny, funny scene. And, you know, it, it was interesting. Uh, the, um, the other day I was, um, this was a while back now, but I was watching the movie, the Duff. Have you ever seen that movie? No. The Duff? It's, it's like a fine movie, but, um, in the movie, there's this incident that happens where kind of an embarrassing photo gets spread all around the school. And what was interesting to me about this, this incident is that the attitude of the movie and the other girls in the, in the movie that were friends with this lead girl um, was very like, Oh, it happens to everybody. It's your turn. Don't worry about it. Don't make a big deal about it. And I just thought that was really interesting and because i mean if that had happened if something like that had happened similar when i was going to high school i mean i would have been mortified and uh, and I, so i talked to my sister who's 18 years younger than me and uh, about it and i was like is, is that kind of the the attitude of like oh it, it happens to everybody no big deal you know um and she was like yeah kind of it's basically what it's like and uh, you know it's interesting yeah that's what she said yeah so I don't know. I mean, I think we've just, it's just such a different world now. 
uh, with that kind of thing. Like the, the social dynamics are so different uh, than when I was going, uh, was I was going to high school. I mean, I feel like I'm a million years old, but it's true. I mean, yeah. Well, I think that what is different too, and, and this is the, the rapid way at which technology has changed there's always been these generational gaps in these things, which make total sense. But we truly grew up in a different yeah. world than, than these kids now, as did even people who were a little younger than us and people who are older than us. Like if you, they have so much access that it's different than even having that access early college or late high school. Like these kids have access so early to phones, to social media. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's almost unfathomable, unfathomable for me to think of how that would have changed my junior high and high school experience yeah well and i read something the other day that uh that there were more like suicides and more uh problems uh today than ever before because if you think about it kids today have to deal with every single moment of their life being photographed uh, it had never occurred to me like in that way that that yeah you could have something embarrassing happen to you and now it's not just that it's something embarrassing, but it literally the whole world's going to see it in minutes. And I mean, I remember my best friend in high school, uh, one time she walked through the senior hallway with her skirt tucked into her backpack and, it, you know, and it was obviously really embarrassing and, you know, horrible, but, uh, now that would be all over the internet. I can't even imagine <laughs> that would be so much worse. Well, I mean, you say that and obviously it's so cringe and I can feel for her, but like yeah. you said, it's something that she can maybe tell now and laugh at it rather than it being something that, yes, horrible at the time, but that's something that if it happened now, I could see it really being yeah. extremely TikTok. triggering for years. Yeah, you it know? would be on yeah. like TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I, I just... I don't know. It's, it's rough. But then again, like I said, with I was telling you about my sister that they, I think you also just as a survival mode, you just are less sensitive to things like that now. Like, it's just sort of like, Oh, it's your turn. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's tough. It's challenging to be a teen these days. That's for sure. Can I guess you're right that they just adapt because if it does happen to everyone, then it gets less weight when yeah. it happens yeah. yeah man I <laughs> I don't envy that I really liked I liked being a young adult with social media and being able to keep in touch with camp friends and friends who I wouldn't who in our like parents generation they couldn't stay in touch with yeah. um I enjoyed that, but I feel like we actually got really lucky when we were growing up that it was right as we were coming into adulthood that we got that stuff. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like get my, I didn't get my first cell phone until, uh, 2000. That was when I got my first cell phone when I was at college. <laughs> I love that you were like, just that year, like that Y2K, I remember thinking like, are we going to make it? I vi- I vividly remember it was, it was one of those um, cricket green phones. And I thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> well, to be fair, it probably was the coolest thing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So this was a really, I thought, good storyline between Lily and Charlotte and uh so that definitely won the day i really liked when they were eating lunch and with the the three girls and they they uh and uh, charlotte had on like a pink cardigan set and then she had like a bag that had a pearls strap to it i loved 
you couldn't actually see the bag, but I loved that. The pearl straps. I thought it was really cute and she looked adorable. And uh and then, the ponytail. She doesn't have a death ponytail. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, she didn't have a death nice ponytail. ponytail. Very good. I I don't understand why Miranda is so shocked by Charlotte and Harry's relationship because she's in she is supposedly in this in this you know non-binary illicit relationship like you wouldn't think she would be like you you still go down on Steve like that doesn't really make sense for her character well I thought what was interesting about this is in and of itself this scene is kind of funny it's Charlotte the innocent one revealing that she still goes down on Harry and the I thought the dialogue was funny and it was well played. However, if we're going back to the world of what makes sense, of course, Charlotte still goes down on Harry. Like they are in a really happy marriage that they're both healthy. They both seem like they're attracted to each other. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that she wouldn't. It's maybe a quick, funny soundbite for them to be like, oh, back the train up. You still do that. But they spent so much time yeah. being completely shocked well, by that, that. It's definitely not news that Charlotte and Harry are have a very strong relationship, sexual, sexual relationship. Remember in the movie when they talk about them, that they can't believe that she they, they have sex three times a week and four if she's feeling yeah it's like girl you go on with your bad self yeah that's right there's there's a a reason why that marriage is working they got open communication they really like each other they've got a strong family life um i mean because i have a feeling that if Miranda wants to be with che who says I don't do, i'm not into traditional she's gonna have to be a lot more open to a lot more stuff I need to say that Miranda getting super excited about not being traditional. She's, I don't know what she's thinking. I think she's just thinking ice cream on the couch with Steve. And I think Che's like, I don't do, I don't think Che does monogamy. I don't like, that's my thing. I'm like, when Che says that they aren't, traditional it's very very different than Miranda saying it and the fact that Miranda is in this bubble where she doesn't know that or even asks a follow-up like what do you mean by traditional like have a grown-up convo yeah I agree and we had to we haven't even seen any conversations period between them like have we literally seen a single just like we're eating dinner, talking, getting to know each other conversation between Miranda and Jay. No, no, no. we have not. Uh, unless, so, you, unless you include the tequila in the kitchen, which we do not. That's do not because that was that's not a good dinner. That's yeah, that was being mean to poor Carrie. <laughs> Any conversation that involves your friend peeing the bed is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be out here. <laughs> that's rachel's hot take if you disagree (laughs) if you disagree don't ever watch me when when i'm in recovery that's for sure (laughs) i think that's a friendship standard that i hope we all can meet (laughs) for each other is that yes that is that yeah i promise jacks if I'm watching you after you've had hip surgery, I will. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up in some drug-induced state and just see you getting fingered no. in my kitchen. No. Okay, no, good. <laughs> I mean, I support that for you. Just maybe not when I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I read uh, some articles uh, this week about this episode and 
Uh, one that I liked was by Janet A. Lee, and it's called, uh, it's in Digital Spy, and it says, and just like that uh, affair lets Miranda down badly, but not for the reason you think. And I really liked what she, she had to say. She says, to be clear, there's absolutely every chance that Miranda could have had a sexual reawakening, which led to her romance outside of heterosexuality and gender norms. But the writers do a lousy job explaining how we got there. How do we go from her being in a flawed but loving and passionate relationship with husband Steve to her marriage presented as shambolic, sexless dud? And why does her newfound interest in Che have to be realized at a time when she's in an all-time personal low and struggling with alcohol consumption, as if depression is the only reason she could possibly explore her sexuality? And I, and this is what's more is they rewrite history, specifically her relationship with Steve to justify her cheating. Longtime fans will know that Steve and Miranda had their ups and downs, but their sex life was always steamy. And I think that that is so true. I mean, if you think about it in the, in the first movie, uh, he, he's so, I mean, not that being infidelity means you're sexually aware, but like he's he's aware of his sexuality, right? And they, they get through his infidelity and they're even more committed to each other. And now we've come to this where he is just so unaware that she's unhappy. He's unaware that she, that I guess he doesn't even care about sex anymore. He doesn't care about how that might impact his relationship. Like he's totally clueless. And it's just like, what is going on? Uh, you know, says, she says here that, uh, that, uh, it says, I can't love you twice a day, every day. An exhausted Miranda told Steve on their amorous honeymoon. Yet if this most recent episode is anything to go by, fans are expected to view Steve as a cringy, fumbling fool who has somehow forgotten how to have sex. Well, so first of all, uh, thank you for sending me this article because I thought it, I also thought it was spot on. And the beginning of this conversation with Steve had me all kinds of cringe where he can't find his hearing aid. It's like, wait, let me put my hearing aid in. Oh, wait, it's in the couch cushions. I, I was flabbergasted that as someone who I thought of as this attractive, fun, blue collar, true nice guy not like the fake nice guys who yeah. guys that said they're nice but they're not we know those types is now supposed to yes we're supposed to accept that he's this sort of like bumbling fool and when he says it actually is revisionary history where he's saying i've always rallied for us it's like not saying that's not true but they're not bringing up the, his infidelity. They're not bringing up any of the nuances in their marriage. He says he's okay with this boring life and that he wants her to be happy. And then all of a sudden Miranda's in a taxi saying, I feel like I'm in a rom-com. Again, making no sense. No. Making no sense. Like there's just no human being in the world that like supposedly they've gone 10 years without having sex. Like if you, that's just not normal, you know, to be living like nuns in a marriage, like what? And I, I mean, I guess if that were to happen and somebody were to be like impotent, let's say, right you would know about it and you would be having a conversation about it and it would be, you'd be aware of it. Like the idea that he is just so oblivious to her, to his own happiness, to their relationship. Like it just doesn't make sense. There's no human being that would be like, Oh, I haven't had sex in 10 years. That's normal. Well, and you know what? Like, I feel like part of this 10 episode order of just like that, makes everything feel so rushed because I feel like what could have been believable here to your point is Steve saying I gotta tell you something I've actually been having an affair for the last two years yeah. and then he's saying like but Miranda let's think about this like 
you know, we kind of have a good thing going. I like hanging with you and talking about Brady. We're buddies. We love each other. Do we want to maybe, I don't know, open this up, give it a try? Are you sure you want to get a divorce? Like, actually have a real conversation. I'm not saying that's the way to go either. I'm just saying there were so many ways to go. But instead, we got the very rushed, not rooted in reality, go and find your bliss. I want you to be happy. I've always been a dud who didn't care about sex. I'm just going to sit here for the rest of my life watching things on TV without my hearing aid and eating ice cream out of my bowl. Like, I, it, again. Yeah, yeah and he's like, this, that's married life, Miranda. And I'm like, no, it's not. And this would have been a perfect time for her to be like, well, let's talk about Harry and Charlotte. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. just to show like a contrast, be like, no, that's not the way married life is. And it wasn't their married life for a long time. So it, that doesn't make sense. And I don't know, they just, if I was, uh, if I was David Eigenberg, I would be so furious of what they've done to his legacy character. Like they have just made him a joke. Spot on, spot on. And I actually felt that in that moment where he was looking for the hearing aid, I thought, and as you really chef's kiss perfectly put, it is a legacy character. And now what are they doing? He's searching in the couch cushions for his hearing aid. And yeah. Yeah. And in this article, this quotes Julie Rotenberg, who's the executive producer. And she says, Miranda's journey is representing another reality out there, which a lot of people go through the re-evaluations and transitions in life. Grown couples grow apart and people come to epiphanies about what their spouse is or isn't fulfilling for them. I agree with that. Yes, of course, people go through transitions, but it has to be presented in a semi-believable way, especially when you're dealing with characters that we know and love and are invested in their relationship. So you have, you've taken a character that we like and you've just made him completely oblivious to the point where it's just like no human being would, would behave that way. Well, and that's an interesting point that she said that because you know what that does? That reduces Steve to an archetype. And yeah. it's clear that they did not care about his arc in this reboot at all. Not one I of that. No. They've just made him completely unbelievable. It's just not a realistic character. And Harry's great. Like Harry's having fun. It's not like he's getting a ton of character development, but he's getting to be himself and deal with some real things. Right. Nope. I agree. And and uh uh yeah, in in the in the article it says, well, maybe, but Miranda's character journey to get her to this point seems woefully underdeveloped. Instead, it feels like striving for diversity and falling short. Miranda was a great opportunity to show the fluidity of sexuality and how that per- presents itself within a marriage and a family. Unfortunately, we end up with a sad, lost woman giving being given a midlife crisis to to deval- to validate the need to her explore sexuality. And yeah, she really, she seems very like naive and clueless and kind of just sad. And that was no way that I would have ever described Miranda before. She was definitely like the strongest, the most opinionated, maybe except for Samantha of the group. Yeah. And I never I, would have described her as naive. No, no. And I think that her sexual waking could have been a beautiful interesting complex funny difficult thing in the very capable hands of cynthia nixon who is both a star of the stage and screen not sure why i'm not sure why they didn't just give them actual conflict like make them fight have them not be getting along you know like make him aware that oh this is a problem our marriage is suffering you know like Instead of making him an idiot and her a naive simpleton. That's spot on. Also, I'm I'm I was excited when we found out Steve was coming back, but the what they've done with him 
isn't fair. And I do think that if we didn't really have time for a proper coming out story from Miranda, I think it, this could have been a lot more interestingly done if years later she's already out and we're watching her date women or yeah. people that would have been better that's for sure. that, that would have been better like yeah, for sure what they've done is just as you point out with um the article it does feel like diversity for diversity's sake and i think a lot of people when they talk about representation mattering coming out stories are vitally important but also we don't always want to see coming out stories we we actually want to see real representation which it doesn't feel real to me here so i'm pointing at my tv if anyone (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not really even sure what she'd be coming out as is she is she binary is she um is she you know lesbian we know that obviously cynthia nixon is in real life which i actually think would have been a good thing for her to portray continue to portray miranda as a heterosexual partner because i think we need to normalize that more of gay actors playing uh heteronormative roles cis roles uh, because there's no reason why they shouldn't. It's acting. That's crazy. So I actually think there's an argument to be made for it being more, uh, more groundbreaking, I guess. I mean, I can't think of that many shows that have had lesbian leads playing Siska, a cis lead. Well, not only do I think what you said is really compelling and important, now that you say it, I it wouldn't it would have kind of been sexy now that I'm thinking through things to have everything going on with you know Rand and Steve. It could be fighting relationship drama, but like you said, she's still playing this, you know, heterosexual character. And then to have Carrie, who's not ready to date at all, right. is always like men. Yeah spending time with Seema and having like some moments where it's like, is this sexual tension or just a sisterhood? Yes, I so agree. And like a sort of like a percolating of like Seema is a woman that maybe has been with women. I don't know, but she's, she's, um, we don't even need to know that we can just see that both of them are having these intimacies and that, maybe there's a hint of something there and how truly sexy would that be to explore that in a way that actually could feel very real and be real representation of real sexual fluidity and not just diversity for diversity's sake. I agree. I completely agree. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Carrie, when... Uh, when Miranda tells her that she's going to ask for a divorce, Carrie was like, are you sure? know what's going on i thought that her attitude with miranda was pretty good and you know she says that uh being alone in theory is very different than in reality that was a good line i thought yeah i think that's a really good line and i really think it's important i'm in a relationship i'm very happy but i really do want people who are in relationships to hear that 
and think about it the next time you complain about your partner to someone who is single, especially during a pandemic. I, I just feel like we don't give enough space and grace for what it's actually like to be alone and it can very easily get dismissed if you're so lucky you're single or yeah. oh my partner drives me nuts and it's like no until you are alone as an adult and maybe don't want to be uh, which I think a lot of us have been in that position take stock of what you have and appreciate yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand the temptation to be like, oh, you're so lucky you get to travel, you get to do different things. And, but I always just kind of want to say, shut up. That's not true. Like you would not, I mean, if your family, if your, your, uh, your children, your spouse, whatever, your partner, uh, if, if you had to be without them, you would be completely devastated. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. I, that I, I always find it kind of patronizing, I guess, when people say stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so that, that I thought was, that was a chef's kiss moment for yeah, me in this. That was it. Thought, yeah. It was, it was a good moment. So <clears throat> I loved, and I know I've complained about Carrie's bag lady style this season, but I did kind of love the whole outfit with the gingham dress, with the gloves, with the glasses, with, <laughs> uh, with the scarf. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever heard of a movie called Grey Gardens. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Grey Gardens is a really famous documentary uh, with Big and Little Edie, who are relations to Jackie Oness Kennedy. And uh, they had this house in the Hamptons and it was completely in disrepair. And they had all these raccoons and cats and everything like that. And they're really crazy. But the thing I guess I admire so much, I love the movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, but the thing I love about especially Little Edie, who's kind of the star of the, of the documentary, is that she had so much nonsense to put up with and so much horrible things that happened to her in her life, including losing her hair. Uh, and she she turned that into becoming a fashion icon. You know, it's like, I just admire her so much because I feel like she took, uh, really took lemons and made lemonade out of her life and how many people could lose their hair and still become a fashion icon. And so that's what I, I love about her. And I love, I love the movie. Uh, and there is a pretty decent fictionalized version of it uh, with them um, that they did a very good job making look like the, the Beals uh, with Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lange that they did uh that's pretty pretty good uh but um <clears throat> uh anyway in this scene she really reminded me of little Edie with the scarf and the kind of mismatched clothes and the, uh, I thought that was very fun I don't know if that was intentional but it definitely reminded me of it and I definitely love that even the rubber gloves were this really beautiful shade of like lavender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Even her trying not to get her clothes smoky. She is, as you said, a bit of a fashion icon here. And I thought that was really great. And then when she runs into her neighbor, who she's already feeling like an old lady in front of, it was a really wonderful comedic moment. Like I am living for Carrie's adventures. It, yeah, I just yeah. think that keeps getting better and better. Yeah, this was, I like said last time that I needed Carrie to have a win and this wasn't really like a win episode, but it was definitely a more fun episode for her. And I, I hope that we kind of in our final two episodes, we get like a real win for Carrie. Yeah, and you know what? I do feel like while we haven't seen a big win for Carrie, I do feel like something about the last scene in this episode. Yeah. Where yeah. I was just getting, oh yeah, that was. So she's back in the Versace dress. And if viewers of the show will remember this dress, 
for it's the one that she wore when she was waiting for Alexander in Paris. And, you know, then she ends up, of course, with big at the end of season six. And uh, I, I, I think that it was a pretty kick butt moment at the end of the episode, have her in the dress, some things you can't sell, you can't sell. And uh, uh, I, I thought that was pretty good for her. Yeah. And the way it's just that the dress is draped all over and she's just living her, her life. And I think that looking at this now, as much as I think in the first episode, it was like, oh, I can't believe that they killed off Big. Getting to see these moments with Carrie, I think they they did right by that. Like it took an adjustment, a quick adjustment, but now getting to see Sarah Jessica Parker shine like this and see these things for Carrie, even the difficult losses, I'm still really here for her story and definitely for Charlotte who, bless her, Lily still thought that she was making sure that Harry didn't have cancer in his penis. Like they're still. Yeah, that was, that was cute. That was really cute. I like that too. And obviously, you know what I was doing with daddy and she's like, yeah, he doesn't have cancer, right? And Charlotte decides I'm just going to, forget about all my childhood woes of wanting to be a more open mom. And I'm just going to be happy that you don't know this stuff yet. Yeah. I mean, it's probably too, Lily's too young, probably for this. I guess she's 15, but you could even have used it as an opportunity to be like, um, something will not get you pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, actually, I think, I think you're number one correct in that and I actually don't think she's too young to let her know that like hey this is safer if you want wonderful teachable moment (laughs) wonderful yeah um I did also like Charlotte's outfit in that one with the like blue pants with the pink and white it was like a ski sweater kind of yeah that was cute the the pink and white sorry pink and white um I thought that was good and then Charlotte says, I'm surprised you feel so comfortable expressing yourself. But I think that's just the way this generation is. You have to, if you're going to survive, you just have to be comfortable expressing yourself. Yeah. And she really is only showing 13 of her friends. Like yeah. I think Carrie, when she it's said, just workout wear, it's just workout wear. And when Carrie said, which I thought this was a great moment when she said, she's been helping me stuck all of my clothes maybe she's just feeling herself and when you realize that she's really just showing it to all of her female peers and like you said Colin 55 I feel better about where we're at like she's just coming into herself yeah we're team Lily all the way everybody at the uh, I forget Harry's last name, but everybody at the Charlotte and Harry household, we are team. We're team them. <laughs> team Rock. Yes. Rock, <laughs> Lily, Charlotte, Harry. I watch a spinoff that's just you guys where and Carrie comes over to hang out with Cena. Yeah. Like we- I mean, I'd even say everything with Rock has been way better than anything involving Shay in, in as far as dealing with like non-binary trans were, were uh, kind of a identity struggle uh, you know I just think that's been way more interesting and way better just way better executed I would agree and I think what is awesome about that storyline is it's much more nuanced like rock is not dealing with we're not talking about rock's sexuality we're talking about rock's gender identity which which is not saying that that can't go hand in hand but I like that we're able to just sort of focus in on that without adding something on top of rock trying to navigate any sort of romance and I also think it's interesting because we're seeing how the teachers at rock school is are fully supporting their transition 
and are so on top of it because they work with kids all the time who go through this. And then there's the gap between the teachers and the parents. Like these are all really interesting things. And Anthony's reaction, like I think all of that is going down so well and is so interesting and relatable. And then you got the other mess. The other mess. (laughs) Before we go, I have to say, Another really weird product placement, I felt like, for the Fat Witch. You know? Like, it, it was almost like it was an embarrassment. It was like, oh, that has sugar, that has fat. And we didn't get any, like, gl- kind of glorified image of, like, a brownie with, like, oh, oh you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to call and order one of these right away. I'm going to go online. Uh, it was, like, another really, this show has had the most awkward product placements of any show I've ever seen. And we started out with, of course, the Peloton nightmare, but now we're like, <laughs> Fat Witch. I mean, poor Fat Witch. What did they do to deserve to be treated this way? I don't know. I completely agree. And I'm someone, I'm more into savory food, but when I like sweets, I really like sweets and brownies are one of my favorites and blondies are so good too. Oh. So the fact that the dude answered is like, we don't eat sugar and the whole thing of it. And we don't even get to see Steve having his brownie. Right. And I mean, I, I would have liked some beautiful, beautiful blondies coverage, you know, roll that, you know, like the beans ad, roll that beautiful beans footage. I would have liked to see a beautiful blondies footage. <laughs> Yeah. delivering for us they're not yeah. our needs in this regard please i mean come on i want to blonde you right now though so that is but but because we didn't get to see it it did sort of leave me thinking are these blondies dry yeah. why aren't they showing them they're overpriced apparently the whole thing yeah they did they talked about it's overpriced I don't know it was a weird product spot I I just feel like this has been a continuing trend with a salon pass strange thing in there then we also (laughs) yeah the Peloton is like infinitely terrible hilarious so uh so yeah if if you're watching from fat which we can we can sponsor you much better on the podcast we will eat your decadent brownies <laughs> and blondies all day long yeah. we've done baked by melissa we've done uh hello fresh we we can do <laughs> oh actually uh oh baked by melissa is so good and so it's hello fresh so yeah. fine like <laughs> i imagine people being excited like oh yay it's gonna be in sex and city and they're like well what what are they gonna do with it let let's figure this out it's like it doesn't matter it's gonna be great everyone's gonna love it everyone's gonna watch it and then all these companies watching it being like oh yeah. oh like, oh, we, oh no <laughs> yeah justice justice for fat witch i think <laughs> so uh, there we go. Well, yeah, this episode and, and I just, don't you just feel like this next episode, I mean, they said a little bit in the preview, but I, I just feel like I kind of wonder if Miranda's going to go to, I think it was Cleveland, uh, where and surprise Jay who's performing there. I think she's going to get there and she, and see Che with another partner and then be outraged. And Che will be like, um, this is what I told you. I literally am. I'm not, I'm open. I'm not traditional. I feel like that's what's coming. And I don't know. That would just be super lame. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like, oh no, I don't have time for this. I want, I want more Carrie having all of her adventures. I want more Seema. I want more Rock. I want more Anthony. Yeah. I want more Charlotte. I yeah. want more. I, like, I, honestly, it's weird because if they don't do that, I will be annoyed. If like she gets to Cleveland and Shay's like, I love you. Thanks for coming. I'll be like, what? And <laughs> so it's like, even though I said it, I think it would be lame. It's the natural ending for this 
relationship. It's the only thing that makes sense. If she gets there and all of a sudden Che wants traditional and wants this relationship with Miranda and is in love with her, that doesn't make sense for her character. And so it would be very frustrating. And so at the same time that I said, I think it'd be lame. It's also absolutely essential. And if they don't do it, I will be very annoyed. <laughs> that is that is so film critic Rachel Wagner, but in the best <laughs> way, because you know, I love it. Like that's, but that's it. Like you hit it on the head. They brought us to a point where that's all that they can do that will make sense. Yet it's not what anyone wants, but we're, we're between a pun intended rock and a hard place here. <laughs> yeah, rock, yeah. I love you. But there's there's nowhere. There's only a few places for us to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but we'll see. We'll get a win. Maybe Carrie will get a win. Let's hope. So we're actually not going to have an episode next week. We are going to wait and recap both of the final episodes uh, and the sh- the season of the show together. And we're hoping we think that we're going to have our friend Jen Kirkman on with us. So that's part of our our plan. I uh, hope everything works out, but it should be pretty fun. And, uh, and make sure you're following us at city girls pod on Twitter. Uh, we're trying to retweet and, and, uh, anything interesting that we see on the, about the show we try to put on there. So make sure you check that out. And, uh, Jax, where can people find you at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram and happy early birthday to you, Rachel. I hope that that witch sends you some blondies. <laughs> Very well deserved. Regular brownies. If you're if anyone's you sending want- me fat witch, regular brownies, not blondies. <laughs> oh, you and the regular brownies. Regular, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. okay, yeah. Preferably with some kind of like peanut butter involved or mint. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, mint! I didn't even know they did all the. Okay, I don't even know what they do, but I'm just saying. I think they do. I don't know. I'm not up on my fat witch. <laughs> Me either, but I think that, or anyone else who's listening, <laughs> that all sounds great. Yeah. And I, my favorite cake is yellow cake with chocolate frosting <laughs> for the record. <laughs> really? Yes. That's because, what I always like growing up to. Yeah. Good. Cause chocolate, chocolate, too much chocolate. So you want the mixture, you get the creaminess kind of of the yellow cake with the chocolate of the chocolate frosting. It's delicious. It's the perfect cake combination. No, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, my birthday is on Sunday. So thank you very much in advance for all that. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Take a look at that. I'm going to be covering the Sundance Film Festival, which starts uh, today as of the recording. So every day I will have a log on my blog about all that I've been watching. So you want to make sure that you check that out. This will be the uh, sixth year, sixth year I've covered Sundance Film Festival. So, so much fun. I love it. And uh, and uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings reviews, especially with this kind of new show. We would love that feedback, five stars. And uh, if you are watching YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store, which we would love that support. We got lots of fun designs over there. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.